Raj. I am your host, Dan Nichols, joined by Brian Sanchez, whose initials are BS, and with initials like those, you know he's a name you can trust. What's going on, guys? And Tim Wesley, whose initials are TW. So yeah, that's a that's a thing. Hey guys. Tim's thesis on the objectivity of the Nissan skyline and its impact on the United States automotive, cultural, and economic ecosystem. Part D. So this is Tetons and Iwasaki. Part two. Tim, we left off on kind of a somber note Agreed. last time. Um can can we bring the energy back up? Because I was putting myself to sleep. <laughs> We're about to. Okay. Yeah. Um, the GTR went away. It's a sad day. Yeah. And the we, only other time that is sadder than that period of history for automotive making was uh, um, now. I agree. You're not wrong. Uh, yeah. I mean, we we have a GTR now. It's, do we? It's do okay. We? Do we? It was great in what 2007. It was excellent in 2007, and we still have it. Almost the same. <laughs> what, what year is it? It reminds me of that lady that you see that has had way too much plastic surgery. She's like 54 and she's like, I'm celebrating my 24th anniversary, my 21st birthday. The Nissan, and her face is like stretched all yeah, the way back. The so Nissan yeah. GTR is celebrating its 11th anniversary of 2007. <laughs> that is what's happening. That's about right. The tiny little V motion. V motion. <laughs> v motion. So the V motion. All right, so back on track. Uh, we're <laughs> we've already yeah, come off where the rails. It's early. We <laughs> so we left off uh, mid eighties. Uh, we're going to continue from there. Um, this is again, guys, kind of unexciting. Nissan was doing some interesting things with the next version, the Skyline R thirty one. Still no GTR. Um, eh, RB came out. Um, they started doing their all-wheel steering. Mm-hmm. Kind of cool. Nobody's doing it. Which, to this day, is one of the most robust all-wheel driving systems 40 years on. We haven't even made it to the all-wheel drive. This is the all-wheel steering. I know. Again, boring. Boring, but it's interesting to me because I'm a nerd. Nerd alert! This, there's one cool thing about the R30 the R31 guys, and I hope everyone appreciates it. This car came with an automatic retractable lip. Nerd alert! You better put nerd alert for him right there, you asshole. Nerd alert! There's an episode of DT uh-huh. where they bring a Daily bunch of guys. Transmission Hoonigan on YouTube. Yeah, where they bring a bunch of like Nissan guys with GTRs yeah. and shit. Yeah. When it happens, they all freak out. <laughs> well, because let's face it. I mean, what year was this? 1985? Yeah. There wasn't retractable anything. There was barely power roof. But it's a cool thing, right? Pop-up headlights, all right? Mm. There, were, there were pop-ups. So. Mm. Hold on. A moment for pop-ups. As you were. Most cars were actually pulling the pop-ups out of them due to so many pedestrian injuries. Except for the F-body Firebird, because fuck them. That's why. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't even got nothing to say. So we're going to jump in time. Yep. Um, so Nissan was using the R31 for like competition racing, and uh, it wasn't doing great. Um, so they were actually looking to retire the GTSR badge. Yep. And so what well, did they do? It's got one too many letters. 
I think all of these designations have just had way too many. <laughs> One or two at least. <laughs> so the that car was like kind of underpowered from the beginning for like the cars that were running at the same time. And so um, Nissan had an idea. I don't know. Been about 16, 17 years since the GTR had been around. And so when developing. So they dug up that grave. They did. <laughs> but you wouldn't, think of it, you wouldn't think of it as like beating a dead horse, right? No, I wouldn't. Not me personally, anyways. I would never do a thing like that. <laughs> I could give a straight face on that one. <laughs> Please continue, Tim. So we are back to GTR land. Mm. And they Nissan had an idea to, to boast themselves in Group A. Mm. And they, they developed the R32. Real quick. Does anybody else miss Group A? I miss Group B. And Group B. Group B was I terrifying. I miss good racing. Yeah. Anyways, please continue. <laughs> I'm getting all depressed again. Fuck this. I'm sad, man. I'm just going to go home. You guys are going to get all depressing and shit. And no, shit. we're about to pick it up, man. Yeah. No. It's coming. I'm it's almost here, man. I'm it's done. Almost here. Okay. So, Dan, this, when you mentioned Godzilla earlier. This is Godzilla. This is Godzilla. Yes, yeah. it is. Yes, it is. So there was so many things that happened with this vehicle, uh, kind of almost too many to list. But there's this uh, branch inside Nissan called Kuki. You usually hear that name associated with like S13s, S14s. That's right. Yep. I was going to say crazy. Kind of. Associated Spelled, with crazy? No. But they, uh, they, they bolted another turbo onto that RB series motor. Making two. Math by Dan. <laughs> the new new RB25 had 313 horsepower. That's nothing to shake a stick That's at. The, you can't beat that with a stick at the time, and if you could, it beat you back. Just saying. The R32 is where they also developed that all-wheel drive system you're talking about. To Oh, but they did away with all-wheel steer, right? Wrong. No, they kept it. They somehow black magic voodoo made a deal with the devil. All-wheel drive, 315 horsepower, you said. Is, uh, didn't shatter axles every time you went near the gas pedal and all-wheel steer. And, go ahead and nerd alert me, do it first. The all-wheel drive system inside of the R32 is genius. Drag racing was big at this time. You could actually do a burnout and just the rear wheel spin. And then when you hit it, the all-wheel drive system works until the front wheels are no longer needed, completely disengages them, and they become free-rolling wheels with less resistance than they would when they were engaged. Genius system. We still don't have, even the new GTRs, uh, all-wheel drive system is not this advanced. No. And it's so much better. Please continue. <laughs> So the, the Group A series that they were trying to get into, um, they were initially like set to run 11-inch wide tires. They didn't really want to do that. So what they did is kind of genius. So they added the all-wheel drive system. Mm. This added about a uh, couple hundred pounds to the car, mm. putting them in a different class, 11-inch wide tires. And they upgraded the RB25, 600 horsepower. Now we're talking. Mm. Yeah. 
life begins at 500 horsepower. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> it's come a long way from those. What was what was that first one? 98, right? 94. It was less than 94. It was 94, yeah. 94, 94 angry, angry horses. No, no, no. Angry horse. So that car though, that was like the top of the range. Yeah. So like they're like other productions, because again, so many trim levels, so many that was the highest it went. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. So when it went into production, it was not six hundred. It was only two seventy six, but still That's okay. But here's the thing. They homologated that car so that it could run. Yeah. Those race parts were somewhat on the road cars but were never really actually used. I, <laughs> I applaud that. I do. So another thing, <laughs> another thing that was cool about the R32 was that Nismo was the first time they put their hands mm-hmm. on a GTR. Yeah. Because it was the first one to exist when they did. Yep. And Dan, we've discussed Nismo before. This is not just a trim level. This is not body kit Nismo? No. No, this is legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Please continue, Tim. So they res- replaced they replaced the stock turbos with larger ones um, just to increase stability and reliability. Again, um, two. <laughs> two. Bigger turbos. Two. <laughs> Bigger. Excellent. Uh, they installed cross-drilled brakes. Nismo did. Which, that was cutting-edge stuff mm-hmm. at the time. It's, anyways. Um, yeah, and then the too much time. 17-inch alloys. So style-wise, the, the R32 GTR looked modern. Most cars in the 80s didn't look like this car. No. It was a thing in which they developed a vehicle that was just pretty, aggressive, and just literally was not a box. Yeah. In a same, I mean, yeah. this is at the time of third-gen Camaros and Fox Body Mustangs where everything looked like a box. This looked like it was from the future, but not in a like Ford Taurus sort of way. It was you know subtle. What I'm saying? Yeah, it was very subtle, yeah. very sexy. Coke bottle shape. If you looked at it from an aerial view, those wheel arches, Coke bottle shape. It's yeah, kind of yes. flared out on the back. Mm-hmm. Like it, yeah, I'm looking at a picture of it right now, and yeah, it looks like something that would have been from like really like in the night, like the later 90s. Yep. Yeah. Like, but this was in the 80s. Right. Like. It's genius, man. It exactly. Looks, it looks great. And the, like we were talking about the tech a little bit. Um, this car was like kind of the first car that they had the opportunity to throw all that tech at. Right. And as as uh, Dan mentioned, it was homologated, so the race parts were on there. But not necessarily used. Never but, really used because on a road car, you would never actually hit the limits where those go fast bits, those go fast parts. Would actually engage. I was about to say, yeah. Go Fast Bits is a name of a company. Best name of a company for performance car mods ever. Go Fast Bits. <laughs> no bullshit. Love it. It's Australian. Crazy Australians. Nice. They truly are. They, it's all that blood rushing to their head because they're upside down. <laughs> Science. 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 Yeah, man. Yeah. It works. The earth is mm-hmm. round. <laughs> I just upset somebody. Science brought to you by Tim. Oh, my God. I just upset somebody. <laughs> Somebody's head just exploded. Mm. Please continue. So we're going we're to skip again. Um, so this this car ran for a, quite a while. Um, but Nissan, with the success that they got with the R32 GTR, they wanted another one. Mm-hmm. So Dan, I want you to talk about this next one a little bit because Please, this is I? your favorite. Yes, it is. 
So my, this is, look, if I won the lottery tomorrow, this would be the card that I immediately started looking for. Period, the end. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And that is the R33 Skyline GTR. Hell, I would take an R33 four-door GTS. I would. The turbocharged RB26 two-wheel drive, I don't care. This that version too like looks more like the GTR version mm-hmm. than any other one. Yeah. So this is the ninety-three through ninety eight. Ninety-eight. Sorry, my glasses are filthy and I couldn't see that. Look, there was a quarter of a million of these cars made. Okay. And whereas the R thirty two was this somewhat dainty looking. A little bit aggressive eat-your-face-off car. The R33 has been quoted to be the whale. (laughs) It was the same power plant, like 20 more horsepower or something like that. A little bit. Heavier. It looks like a grocery getter. It really does. If you remove the front splitter, if you remove the rear wing, it looks like a grocery getter. Personally, I love that. I really do. I like, I am a fan of stealth performance. You don't need lipstick to be the biggest, baddest motherfucker in the yard. You really don't. Doesn't hurt, but you don't need it. I feel like the, the Skyline and then Skyline GTR like series. Yeah. Like that badge has always kind of like imbued that. It has, which we'll get to the impact and everything yeah. here in a minute because I, I, I would like to spend quite a deal of time on that because we never got these cars over here until, you know, you know, 11th anniversary. Um, We're going to skip around on this one a little bit. So the, here's the thing. The, the R33, the first time that I came into knowledge of this was in Gran Turismo 3. And it wasn't even necessarily the Skyline GTR R33. It was the Nismo 400R, which Nismo put their hands on it. And I do not have the power figures because I'm afraid that there's a nerd alert coming. I got it. Go ahead. 500 horsepower from the 400R. Going to the rear wheel. No, wait. All-wheel drive. It is. So it was usable power from a dig. And again... Us Americans, if we made anything all-wheel drive with more than 300 horsepower, the driveline would absolutely shatter at us thinking about hitting the gas pedal. (laughs) But the Japanese, they do something that, um, what is that word? Pride. That's what it is. They take pride in this. So they build these systems that are able to handle the power that they're putting in front of them. And then they go and whoop up on literally everything because I think Tim wants to talk about one particular race car from my favorite years of the Skyline. The R33 R33 GTR LM for Le Mans, they Mm. they entered Hmm? a nearly stock R33. True. So they upgraded a little bit. Of course, they did an engine refresh. They made it. And capable of accepting more power more there was more arrow yeah or at least so, 90s equivalent to arrow we'll, we'll talk about that because like <laughs> the the kit on that car is insane even it really even, is even by today's wide standards yeah. like bolt on it's 
huge. mold on. It just doesn't. Yeah. Cars don't look like that. No, they don't. Um, so they entered, they entered this car, 24 hours Le Mans, um, in 95. There's and they no finished in. 10th. French. It's Le Mans. Mm. Le Mans. I'm not French. Le Mans. We say lemons. <laughs> well played Brian I think that's trademarked <laughs> oh <laughs> shit <laughs> my bad but allegedly so this car finished 10th overall okay but it Tim, doesn't sound exciting I know that doesn't sound exciting except when you consider nearly stock yeah and so Nismo oh, had a hand they did but I, I want to make it very plain this was also the time when the car that had fastest car in the world for 12 years running, the little boutique automaker that could, out of Europe land, in England land, McLaren. This is when they were running their F1 GTR. That was a V10 BMW engine that they bored and stroked in cans and did, I think it was the first application of carbon fiber monocoque. Like this thing, it was the biggest, baddest thing that anybody had seen. And that's what this nearly stock. We say nearly mechanically, stock. Mechanically. Yes. Mechanically. Nearly stock little Japanese car was beat by. Brian's falling asleep. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> it was the little car that could. And it, six at Le Mans is nothing to scoff at because that's yeah, the pinnacle no. of what automotive makers, automotive drivers, and automobiles themselves can do. Yeah. In all, in all honesty, I mean, it's, it's impressive. Um, I don't know the history of Nissan's, like, Sorry, Brian. Well, like, no, I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't know the history of, of Nissan in this racing series. So true. But I don't think it's very as esteemed as all of those others, it's like not. McLaren, no, and you it's know, not. and for them to show up with essentially a, like a stock or nearly stock, as we've been saying, because yes, yeah. they tuned the hell out of it, yep. like you know, mm, but it. it's not that yeah. far off from like what you could get. True. You know, and to finish tenth in mm -hmm. what most racing enthusiasts would say is probably the most difficult racing series mm -hmm. out there. Um, I mean, at least like circuit racing, yeah. obviously like the Dakar and all that kind of stuff. But, oh, sure, sure, you know, sure. But circuit racing, road racing. that's we'll call ridiculous. Road yeah, yeah, road racing. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So, bravo, man. Yeah, absolutely. And my favorite one. Yeah. Just putting that out there. Everybody calls it the whale and it's the least liked. It's the ugly yeah. sister. I love that fat bitch. Yeah, it's it's actually <laughs> <laughs> she's a good girl, man. She's a good girl. She is. Um, she's loyal. It's this one's actually my favorite one as well. Um, outside of the um, like the first generation ones that we talked about last week, and you kind of showed me because I'd never seen those before. We had that conversation are, a while ago. Yeah. Those are fantastic, man. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. But up until like that, seeing that, this was my favorite as well. Mm -hmm. um, and of these like newer ones, like the the most, the, the latest from ones. From the 31 on. Yeah. Like this is my favorite as well. Yeah. I absolutely love it. And it was in Fast and the Furious, the first one. It was one. in yeah, Fast, yeah, and the first Fast and the Furious. That was the first time I'd seen that car ever. Like I'd never saw it to that extent playing like Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo for me was always like the high end stuff that like 
I need to have the fastest car. Yeah. Yeah. But I was the same way. And on a circuit, all wheel drive, as much horsepower as you can give me. Yeah. It works, man. 400R. Just putting that out there. Yeah. Anyways, please continue. So, as Dan mentioned, this was featured in a movie. It was. Okay. Nice it was a furious. very popular movie in 2001. Mm-hmm. The next iteration, Skyline, would follow suit. Yes, it would. And when most people think of the Skyline, this is the one they think of. Yep. It was chrome and blue. I don't think it was chrome. I think it was more just shiny yeah. silver. It was a very metallic silver. Yeah. But I, heavy, I'd say it's heavy almost... Heavy on the metal flakes. About as chrome as you can get in without paint. Being, <laughs> yeah. Well, without being like the actual like crazy chrome. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about the R34 surprisingly briefly. Yeah. So this is the one that all the fanboys drool over. Rightfully so. It is pretty. It is quick. It is still running the RB26 twin turbo setup. Yep. It is. It's running an upgraded version, or up, not even upgraded, updated version of the all-wheel drive, it all-wheel is. steer. Which is the, let's be honest, the best variant. Of course. Of that all-wheel drive system. It's the newest and the best. It just is. So in doing research for this car specific, um, Nissan wasn't really putting it in racing. They were still running the R33. Mm-hmm. So like, that's not really exciting. No. What they did with this one, though, is they went as crazy as they could with it being the last one. Yep. They released multiple V-spec, M-spec. Um, mm-hmm. The one I want to talk about, though, is how this car was developed, which why the tried-and-true like RB setup, all-wheel drive, all-wheel steer, they developed this thing on the Nürburgring. And this is really the first time that I had even heard Same. of that little town Nürburgring. And I, I didn't know what the little N U umlaut R was. I didn't yeah. know what that was. That yeah. variant. I was like, what is why you is mean that on the there? U with two dots on top of it? I was gonna say <laughs> you, you used umlaut and you lost me there for a minute. Yeah. Sorry, dude. Yeah. <laughs> dude I, I think speak it, French. I think yeah. it, it, it is an umlaut, right? <laughs> I believe so. Yeah. Nice. I believe so. It, no, you did you're absolutely correct. Well so, done. So like that's a cool thing, right? But yeah. again, yeah, no, that's awesome. We mentioned this is the one that people think about. Yeah. It is. It is. It so, didn't do a lot, guys. It really didn't. Now, Pennzoil did have two or three, and Calzoni, I believe, was another company. Uh, it's a European company. They did have a few that were um, road car, uh, road race cars. Um, I don't think it was Lamar or anything like that. I think it was like GT racing, that sort of thing. They did have a few, but they were not factory-backed teams. They just used R34s. And they got they did get driver awards and like they did you know team awards but sure but they were not factory backed they were not like the R thirty three slapped all in the Nissan stickers they weren't so I mean the all the V spec V spec two V spec N one all of those things that we've skipped over they were street race cars yeah and keeping in mind and I missed this on the R thirty three the Mid-90s to the early 2000s, drag racing was catching on in a big way in Japan before Drift took over. Who can forget the HKS R33? 1,005 horsepower at the wheel in 1996. 
That's nuts. That was the one that had four, it, it, like, a, four slicks on it, right? Yeah, four slicks because it still maintained the all-wheel drive system. You ever seen a car with four slicks on it? It's it's gnarly. Like there was no burnout, and it just immediately went. It's just gone. Just yeah. tiny little rims, giant slick racing yeah. tires. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I wish I had a grab picture of that because that's dude. It's it it does not have those wheels anymore. Um, HKS still has that car. They have some Advan 17s on it to make it look a little bit more updated. Yeah. Um, but a thousand and five horsepower back then is kind of the equivalent of having a three thousand horsepower drag car nowadays. And whereas no, it wasn't street legal. It was done up in that livery that was like pink, turquoise, and purple, and black, like very, very, very nineties. Sick. But the R34 was much of the same in that it was meant for weekend racers before drift took over. The R34 is not necessarily good at drift. You can drift an R34. You, you can absolutely can. You can drift any four-wheel drive car. True. But it's not the S13. Yeah. It's not the Supra. It's not the whatever, whatever, whatever. The R34 was made for the weekend warrior. And I can appreciate that. And it, it, so this is going to kind of lead into kind of the influence that it's had here. Okay. I remember that watching the first Fast and the Furious, I didn't necessarily notice the yellow R33 at the beginning. Two scenes. Yep. And how many times did we see that in theaters, Brian? Like 11, 12, yeah. something like I that? I saw too many, too. Yeah, yeah it was like ridiculous. Kept going back yeah. and paying over money to see and over, over and over and over again. and over and over. This is before torrenting kids, so you couldn't just watch it on the internet. Well, torrent was a thing, but it was for music only. There was no movies because, like, you know, it, would take, it would take, like, three days to download <laughs> a song. Could you imagine downloading a movie? Trying to download a whole movie? Yeah. So <clears throat> the thing is, is that It is crazy that there is such, if you really think about it, it, these are magnificent cars, and I am not trying to demean that in any shape, way, or form, because I believe that to my core. These are excellent vehicles. When you talk about X-Factor, these cars have all of it. This, So this one specifically, I do feel like it is the one, mm-hmm. because we talked about like style. You know, I don't, as good as like I think the R32, R33 book, because of them hardening all the body lines, mm-hmm. it made it look more aggressive than any other Japanese car available. Think about the Supra. Yeah. Right? It was very curvy. Yep. yep. Didn't, it didn't even look that mean. But it did have wheel arches. So it did have a... You know what wheel arches look like? They look like cars versions of biceps flexing. Like it just looks like it's about ready to just tear its wheels off. You know, I'll go with that. Yeah. And especially the V Spec 2, because they were pushed out even another five millimeters or something like that. Yeah. But it's amazing to me that a car that we never actually got here has such a cult following. The R32 is now legal to import to the United States because it is considered a quote unquote antique. It is not under the guidelines that lobbyists in Washington have made under the guise of emissions and <laughs> safety. We won't get into that though, Dan. Are we sure that we're not going to get into it, Tim? I don't know. Because I feel like I'm getting into it. <laughs> I mean, like... <laughs> but because of the lobbyists here, from Ford, GM, and Mopar, we didn't get this car. 
And why? Nobody would have bought a Mustang if they could have gotten an R32 for the same price as a GT. That's very true. Nobody would have. That's very true. Everybody would have gotten an R32. Everybody would have gotten an R33 instead of a 4th Gen Camaro. Can you imagine? And I hate to say that because I own a 4th Gen. Can you imagine what that would have done for like how cars looked? God. Like that would change the scene. Maybe we wouldn't have appliances. It's true. And Ford making the Mustang and that's it as far as cars and going to an SUV lineup. See, yeah, I mean, yeah. on the one hand, like, yes, like yeah. it's, it's possible. However, I feel like what might have happened was it would have eventually gotten watered down the way that it would have, you know, and it would have been all these other down cars that get. we like. It would have been like, no, but I mean, and, and, and to this point, it would be like the Malibu, mm. like, has been it, maybe the soul of it's the been Impala. ripped out. And like, maybe. the Impala, Ryan's absolutely right. Yeah. You know, maybe. so what, what we would have ended up with is like the Skyline, uh, like the R40 at this point. Yeah, it would have been only has like, 40 horsepower. No, it probably like, would have been. Or you, called or you get a hybrid version. It would have been like something stupid, like a oh, G35. Yeah, or oh, wait. something, or G thirty seven. Oh wait, yeah. wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. So what Dan's discussing right now is that we did get a Skyline, not badged as such. Here that is the Infinity G thirty five and G thirty seven, which is why the brand new quote unquote Skyline is just the GTR, because the Skyline badge is owned by what we know currently as the G thirty seven. It is the Nissan Skyline. They have done away with the GTR badge again and made it its own car. Shared with what chassis? 370Z. Yep. It's the exact same car. Yep. But it's the Skyline. They have merged the quote-unquote S chassis. It's not really the S chassis anymore. No. Just stick with me. Then they, with their... Once upon a time, Godzilla. Godzilla is now the Geico Gecko. That's <laughs> what happens. That's that's what's happened. They still make the Z cars, but the mm. the Skyline is essentially the same chassis, just yep. different. And then Nissan, in their infinite wisdom, has decided not to update the GTR for eleven years. Every single one's like looked. The same and not the same as like when the like R32 to R33 where it was like kind of like a yeah. buff version. Mm -hmm. It just there's a there's a duct. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a new vent. Yeah. Like or like yeah. just the vents change their shape just a little bit. Yep. It's got a new wing. And then they put yeah. in yeah, and then they put in V motion. I it's it's so tiny. Yeah. It's so funny. It's so yeah. dumb. Because they didn't want to mess with the aerodynamics. Now the aerodynamics of that car are actually quite groundbreaking. I give it that. I can concede the fact that aerodynamically, it is an excellent vehicle. It is losing its X factor every day. Yeah. There's an Italian uh coachmaker who took the GTR and have made it this magnificent thing. So the Italians have made a better GTR than Nissan has. Can you pull up a, a like a uh, image or something like that? I got it. Because um, I'm going to rant real quick. Yeah. So everybody who's listening to the sound of my voice, if you have the money to buy a GTR, don't. Because you can get an R32. They're out there. They're in the States currently, and you can buy them. Wait a few years. The R33 is coming. By 2025, we're going to be able to import 
legally 2026, sorry, you are going to be able to import legally R34s. The Weekend Warrior. Go with it. Do not waste your money on a GTR. Show Nissan that we will not allow them to shove the same meal down our throat for 11 years. It's crazy. I mean, we we talked about this before the show, how um, when it first dropped in 2007, right? 2007? Yeah. Um, That's when it was announced, yeah. It was, I mean, everybody. Like, it was, I mean, whether you were into Japanese cars or not, like yeah. it was a huge if you were into cars thing. or not like I mean and and everyone wanted one and it was it was so awesome. Jeremy Clarkson was quoted to say, "If you care about nothing else than going fast on a racetrack, it is the car you get." Yeah. If you buy a Ferrari or Lamborghini, you're saying, "I'm not that interested in going fast." Yeah. But what have they done? They brought down the horsepower. They've neutered the launch control and now I granted to save the transmission because now it's grenading transmissions on launch. This is the first one to ever do that. And it's really not that much more powerful than its predecessors. Like, yeah, it is definitely more powerful. It is more angry. It is more pissed off or at least it was. Yeah. And I, I have kind of something to add to that. Please do. Um, so the, the newest model, whatever year, if it's like 2018, um, I'd take an 07. Absolutely would. Yeah. Just make sure that you don't touch the launch control button because you will shatter the transmission. I, I get that. Say, yeah. Right? There was a guy here in, went down to San Antonio Raceway. I remember this very distinctly. He lined up, didn't burn out, obviously, because it's all-wheel drive, engaged the launch control. Went to go launch and lifted, went, boom. Drove over the uh, valve bodies from the pieces that were left from the valve bodies of the (laughs) transmission. And it was at this moment that I realized this yellow Skyline GTR, or this yellow GTR, still had paper plates on it. (laughs) Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah. So apparently, he was, a, he was a friend of a friend. Apparently, he took it to Nissan, and he didn't read that in the fine print, it stated that if you use launch control, your warranty is invalid. But he's still within the 30 days that the dealership gave him to return the car, so he returned the car. So, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's shame on them for that one as well. I mean, aside from the fact that, like, Using a feature that's on the car breaks Which is the why car. It's not there anymore. Exactly. But then, like, oh, we make this feature, but if you use it, your warranty's void. Like, the fuck is that about? They're trying to get us back for bombing them, dude. That's. I mean, you it's know, what they're it still is, sore about it. You know, seventy years on. Yeah. Look, we're sorry. Remember how I said that was a good point? Who's the person that came back to it? This guy. Yeah, this guy. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a I have a question for you guys. Yeah. So wait. Okay, I'm prepared. To <laughs> um, so we obviously <laughs> have love for the older versions of this vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, 
why do you what do you think it is specifically about these cars that like makes them so sought after like is it is it horsepower is it torque figures can i be honest is there something like what what do you think it is the grass is greener on the other side the fact that we could not get them over here it made them taboo Mm -hmm. it made them well they have it and they're happy so i'm i want it that's really what it was. Was it backed up by horsepower figures that were good in performance? Absolutely. And it looked great. And they look amazing. They were better than anything we were making. Like, honestly, like, again, I love myself a third gen. I have myself a third gen Camaro. The R32 looks better. Yeah. I have a fourth gen Camaro. The R33 looks better. So when we were, when we were kind of talking before we started, um, Dan brought up the fact that we can import these now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I do love the R32. I don't fucking want one. Yeah, I know, <laughs> because you can't have it. Or you can have it now, so I don't want it. Yeah, like, yeah. You're, like the, you're like the cat that like sits there yeah. and is hungry, and then food is put in front of it, and it's like, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, it just man. walks away. <laughs> yeah, but that's to be To are. be honest, like I know that that's the one that, that I can get now. Yeah. And it's like my favorite version of when they brought them back. Yeah. I still I want Ken Mari, man. Yeah. I want that Ken Mari like, you know, so bad. You know that uh, I actually saw one on Craigslist the other day, and I know that it was a real car because I saw it actually driving down the road like a week later. Um, it was actually an Anderson Mill right around the ro- corner from here. It was for sale for $25,000. A Nissan Skyline GTR R32. I haven't seen one yet. Have you seen one? No. I got to see it. Driving down the road. You said twenty five. It was twenty five k. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's kind of cheap. That dude's eating the import. Yeah, but here's the Man. thing: like, it used to be that it was like sixty, eighty k to yeah. import them. They're not that much anymore yeah. because they don't have to go through the engine and make it legal for the states. Yeah, because yeah. now it's grandfather clause in, and you don't have to freaking have emissions testing done yeah so fuck you lobbyists yeah i, I might be bitter a little I might bit be angry. yeah i'm 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 inclined to agree <laughs> with you um like a lot of the appeal comes from like it is like it's a unicorn yeah like like or it was like yes. they were unicorns they're start you're starting to be able to to like, they're becoming accessible yeah and i think that was why that was a big aspect of when the GTR launched in 2007, yeah. when they first launched, you didn't see them here, mm-hmm. like and hardly now, at all. And then you saw one, and you were like, "Oh, man, look at this thing! I mean, it's it's awesome." You hear about it, like what it can do, and, and then, then you go to Cars and Coffee, and there's yeah, two dozen. And now, <laughs> but yeah, like because in 2008, so, like you saw like two of them, and then the next what year you're you saying saw six. Is, is we saw them from afar mm-hmm. and saw a unicorn. And then we got up close and realized it's just a horse with a carrot on its head. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah, that's what that's Essentially. That's so knowing that, do you really want to get an R thirty three? Absolutely. All day. Are you every sure? Day. Yep. And I mean I'm i st- I'm still I'm actually trying to figure out how I can save up like twenty, twenty five thousand dollars by twenty twenty so that I can buy one. Yeah. Absolutely. 
absolutely. Even a four-door GTS rear-wheel drive single turbo variant. And I, I made the joke, right? It was like, I don't want one. I was like, I still absolutely take an R32. I take, yeah. an R, I take an R33. I take an R34. Yeah. You know, I mean, we kind of poo-pooed on the, again, <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're on adults. the R34. But, I mean, there's, like, lots of cool stuff. Dude, Nismo bought a bunch of them from Nissan. Yeah. Stripped them down, turned them into race cars, and sold them again. Called them the Z-Tune. Put I've cages in them. Yep. Dude, how They're cool is They're still street legal. Yeah. Yeah. They race card them, but they real race card them. Yes, they did, but left it just this side of legal yeah i appreciate that so i mean so i i don't know i really enjoyed this deep dive on uh I do too. on the on the skyline here because i mean w- we've brought up this car so many times on the show before um i really feel it was important for us to take some time it took two episodes both of them ran kind of long sorry if it was kind of boring guys. um you know but nah, i think that it was enjoyable no i i mean i thoroughly enjoyed it i mean I like, did a lot of research you know I and like you did feel you did a lot of like work like on this feel one man like we all learned something yeah <laughs> about ourselves about our world yeah and Ryan. until we can deliver that next time i am dan i'm brian i'm tim now get out my garage